This is the Land Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Whitetail Properties Real Estate. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your weekly resource for habitat management, wildlife management, and recreational real estate. We hope you guys enjoy the show. All righty, guys. Welcome back to another Land and Legacy podcast. We've got a special guest with us this week here on the podcast. Mr. Jared Larson is joining us from Onyx to talk about all the features that are coming within Onyx. Jared, how are you today? I'm doing well, Matt. I appreciate uh, you and Adam having me on here today. It's always a pleasure to join you guys and yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited, you know, here at at Onyx. We've been hard at work over the last number of months trying to push out uh, a bunch of new aerial image options, uh, some trail camera integration, as well as some other unique little nuanced features that will hopefully help you guys cut down on your scouting time and increase your efficiency on the on the days that you have available to hunt this fall. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is allow you guys to uh, be as successful as possible while using the hunt app to, to put you in the right scenarios to send send arrows and bullets down range. I love it. Absolutely. Adam, how are, how are you doing today? What I'm you burning doing? up, burning up. And a little side note for everyone, Matt, I'm back in the van, but oh. this time I have it running. So my wife is gracious enough. To say, well, <laughs> she goes, so my, my uh, middle daughter or my, you know, my youngest daughter, my middle child, she turns three, this, uh, we're having a third birthday in just a few days. And so we're trying to get the house ready. So therefore, it's like, oh, it's really bad for me to take the back bedroom because that's where my wife's getting everything ready. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the van. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be hot. And she goes, turn it on. I'm like, you're okay with that? So she was gracious enough to let me start the van. And so I'm sitting in a in a parking lot in a van recording <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. So <laughs> back, I'm back here. Back so, corporate. Adam, explain that a little bit further. Are you like in a Chrysler town and country or like what kind of van are we talking here about? <laughs> Chrysler Pacifica, actually. Is is it down by the river or next to the parking lot? I'm not in a van down by the river. I'm actually in my driveway. Um, It'd be way cooler yeah. if you were down by the river. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love it. No, this, it's, it's, uh, it's such a, a crazy good time of the year. I, I I cannot believe that it is August, the first week of August for us all. I know September 15th is Missouri's bow season, but Jared, you being out in Montana, man, your guys' pronghorn season's coming up super quick. There, there's elk mule deer on the horizon. Like this is a this is a busy time, I'm sure, for you guys. Oh man, we are, we are on the cusp and it's, it's so funny. Like, you know, me and my colleagues always used to joke that, you know, we had a nice lull period where we could kind of kick back with our feet up and chill a little bit in June mm. and July, but those days are apparently gone. Cause there was <laughs> none of that. And the last two months absolutely flew. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, we got, we got skies full of smoke right now here in, in Montana, but uh but it is just about hunting season. Yeah. I mean, less than two weeks, still antelope opener. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, for us, it's always the first Saturday here in Montana that elk and mule deer and whitetail and all that good jazz opens. So, uh, I'm, 
I'd say I'm ready, but I'm really not that prepared. Uh, in fact, I was going to ask you boys, are all your trail cameras deployed? Are you getting some good intel? You got some good bucks that you're excited to see every morning with that Tacticam notification? Or where are you guys at? Because I got a whole pile of them sitting on the floor behind me here that need to get deployed yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're out. and We're taking up intel. Um, and we've had some several good bucks. It's weird. You know, Matt hit the hit it first he was sending pictures over almost every morning of, of some nice boxes is like man I'm, i was sitting there like where are they at and all of a sudden a, a switch flipped at the end of july and then the bucks just started showing up on our cameras and so you know it's uh we're getting excited there's some really nice bucks i'm I, on a on another kind of a spin off of that i actually drew a missouri black bear tag this fall so um, I think we're, it's our third season in um, forever. And so, uh, you know, we had a couple black bears on the farm during, uh, during the season last year and we actually saw one. So I'm hopeful to, I've never shot a black bear. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Did I catch that right? So this is only the third season in Missouri's outdoor history, as far as offering black bear tags. Yeah, this is the first season since, and I don't remember when they stopped in the early 1900s. Um, but yeah, this is the first one in modern era that they've had, or the third one. Crazy. Yeah, they give out they give out 200 tags, and they have a 40 bear quota. And over the oh. last the last two years, there's only been like nine and and 12 or 13 killed so oh wow so they don't killed. they don't even come close to that quota not no. even close but the season is very difficult there is no dogs no baiting it's a 10-day season in the middle of october when acorns are raining down and you can't you know you can't bait or do anything so you're pretty much sitting in the woods hoping one walks by very interesting. Yeah, you're gonna have to go old clay nukem on them and just find uh find that hot acorn tree. I guess. I guess we have a we had had planned on planting. We planted corn in some of our food plots for the deer, but the last time we had corn, uh, we had pretty good bear activity. So, you know, we maybe hopefully fingers crossed we'll we'll have a standing cornfield with bear coming into it in October. Very cool. Well, I'll be excited to uh, hear how that one goes for you. Yeah. I, you know, this this podcast, for a lot of people, um, we're talking about an app, but it is Matt and I's number one app that we use for our job, for recreational enjoyment on our own farm. And there are so many features that are in this app that I want people to, to hear about because I, I – it, I use a reference before we recorded, like if you have a smartphone, um, like the other day I was looking, somebody told me about features of the health app that's on your iPhone. It's like, I didn't know it did that. I had no clue. And OnX is like that for me, where it's like, I see an update come through and I'm like, I don't know what they updated. I'll have to figure it out. And all of a sudden I'm on a consult and the client says, yeah, look at this. And I'm like, whoa, where did you get that? And they're like, oh, it's part of the app. And it's just like, I hadn't even got there yet. Like I am, I use this thing so much. So I'm excited to, to for you to share a lot of the new, the new updates and features for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate that sentiment because uh, yeah, from internal perspective, we can't ever get things out fast enough. But when I uh, hear folks like yourself who use the app every single day and in about 10 seconds, I can enlighten you with 
two or three things that you had no idea were there, it, it puts a smile on my face. Absolutely. I don't want people to be to be numb to this because we we do talk about Onyx usage a lot. And it's like we do it because it's that useful. Um, and, and so this podcast, hopefully, like like you got Sarian, it's like it's going to be in, enlightened um, for people because there's there's these features that I mean, Adam, we're, we're using literally constantly. Um, it's helping us be a lot more proficient. It's helping us plan and they're still rolling out stuff. So it's like, you know, I know Jared, it takes you guys just from the, the development side of things quite a while to do. It's a brainchild and then it sits there and then, you know, you guys, your team gets on and working it and then you work the kinks and the bugs out and then boom, finally it gets, it gets dropped. So it's like as, as advanced as you guys are within the app and the features of the app, what my mind is already thinking is like, I know you're developing things right now. Obviously can't talk about, won't talk about, but it's like, what, what's next? Cause it's already so good, but what is next? So oh, I mean, it's, just- yeah, it's, it's a crazy iterative process, Matt. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that are coming out here in the next month that I'm about to share with all you guys are things that have been in the works. And I've been part of a, you know, a quality assurance team for the past six months working on them, working out the kinks. And, you know, the the joke that the marketing team always kicks over to our our engineers is, come on, boys and girls, isn't it just two lines of code? Like, get it in there. Let's go. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it's, it's not quite that simple. Uh, but, you know, we got a whole dedicated team of engineers that do nothing but work on hunt features so it's uh yeah it's it's been fun to see the progression and it's always super fun to to release new features that you know at the end of the day it's it's helping you guys be more successful and helping you spend the the little bit of time in uh in all relativity that we all have to enjoy a tree stand or an elk hunt or you know managing a piece of property uh you know as much as possible with that time you have because unfortunately we all have day jobs and we got to make the money somehow in order to go play so if if you can Bingo. squeeze out a little bit more efficiency out of it because of the app that's what we're looking for that that's so true jared just just about every week we're we're talking on X to some degree um here on the the podcast so so they hear it from us quite often but you have a different perspective obviously knowing the app inside and out front to back everything how how would you suggest that a landowner specifically utilize the app we don't have to go into crazy detail but just I've, I, there's so many people are are way underutilizing this app. And it's like, just give us a couple good points of, man, if I were in your guys' shoes, here's the way that I would utilize the app to help me manage a specific farm um, and plan out, you know, habitat activities, techniques, what have you. What would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, 100%. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head. So many people just use our app as a plat map or, you know, maybe a slightly glorified plat map, checking boundaries, making sure that, you know, they know exactly where the fence line is supposed to be and allowing them to hunt with confidence. But I mean, the first thing that I do, you know, I, I live out in Montana, but I annually make trips back to properties that I've hunted for years and in some case decades throughout the Midwest. And the, 
the absolute most helpful thing that I have done on those whitetail properties is simply just marking up the map, like everything possible using the app to track, categorize, and organize what I'm doing. Like for instance, entrance and exit routes. This was something that uh, I really started doing maybe about four years ago using that tracking tool um, to plan out entrance and exits because I, you know, like between me and my dad on one of the properties, like he would enter a stand slightly different than I would enter a stand. Um, and so like, you know, just simply getting on the same page and laying down a track in the preseason, as far as like, okay, this is our entrance. This is our exit. This is why we're entering here and exiting here has just made it so much easier when, you know, somebody that's not familiar comes to the farm and, and is hunting, you know, an uncle or a cousin or something like that. You share them the track and they don't have any issues at all whatsoever getting to that tree stand in the dark. And it saves sweat, frustration, a ruined hunt. Um, and all it takes is, you know, 20 minutes of preparation to lay down that track before the season. Or heck, if you know it well, lay it down on the first time you go out hunting. That way you can share it with others. Um, the other one is just like using waypoints and using the specific icons that are going to later mean something to you. And on top of that, organizing them in a way that they are beneficial at a glance. So for me, you know, obviously using, you know, bedding, uh, tree stand icons, blinds, trail cameras, scrapes, all, all the things that you might find helpful year after year to have notated on your map. But then on top of that, organize them with the color. So I mm -hmm. do all of, so basically all of 2023 this year for me is brown. Last year, everything I did was purple. The year before that was yellow. Um, and so like having that color coordinated system, whether it's by year or by property or by species, you know, whatever organization is going to work best for you. Um, that has been so helpful for me, especially on, uh, you know, ground that like Iowa, for instance, where I only get to hunt that Iowa farm every three years. Um, you know, have, having those markups color coordinated from my past years hunting there just makes it so much easier when I arrive there this year to be dialed in and know exactly, you know, what's what and where's where. Um, and I know this is one that you guys use an absolute ton. I've seen your maps with it is the area shape tool. Um, yeah. and that is one of the more simple features within the hunt app, but maybe one of the most useful for land managers, because I know you guys have your clients use it in ways to break down management practices. Um, you know, whether it's 20 acres or 200 acres, managing property is so much work. And if you just look at it as a holistic project, it's overwhelming, daunting, and you're probably, you know, going to spin your wheels more often than actually get work done because you don't exactly know where to start. Uh, and so, you know, using that area shape tool and again, finding a color coordinated system that is meaningful to you to denote, okay, this is like a long-term uh, bedding area improvement, or, you know, maybe a three-year project to implement a, you know, a food plot into a stand of timber. Um, I'm sure you guys have a pile of area shape use cases that you could rattle off and probably have in the past. Mm -hmm. Um and so just like those base features are so useful to organize your property and just keep uh, 
keep it so that when you have folks that aren't as familiar with the property, you can share an entire folder in one click of a button and send them every tree stand waypoint on your property and every entrance and exit route. Um, you know, it just makes it so much more seamless and collaborative when you're in hunting camp. There, there's no doubt. Like you, you hit the nail on the head and Adam and I, we did, we actually record a podcast last week um, had some technical difficulties on it, but one of the, one of the points that we're making was like, man, we see so many people miss the the basics of land management, like the goals, the purpose, let's just say, for instance, of a food plot, right? Like we just want groceries in there that are going to feed deer, not that hard, but we seem to overcomplicate it. And, and I think that can be, yeah, similar to the way people think about the app. They're like, oh, well, it's, there's so many features in there. It's like, yeah, but like you don't have to utilize them. Just use the basic ones and it's going to simplify everything that you do, all of your planning, all of your communication between the people you hunt with, the contractors that you're hiring to do the work, your buddies who are trying to chip in and help and do some projects or hang some stands, what have you. Like you can share their hunting experiences from what they saw, their waypoints, everything back and forth, the, the trading, the communication, that's so simple and basic to use within the app and, and know that there's, yeah, there's way more to use. I just see people kind of kind of fail at the start of it um, because for whatever reason, right? The same reason, I guess they fail at the food plot scenario, but there's so much good use into this app if you just begin to... Um, incorporate it into every single thing that you're doing while you're in the field. Adam, how often do you run your tracker? Oh, uh, all the time. I'm, I'm looking at my personal farm right now. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, a hunt, uh, hunting scenario or even management scenario. There's, there is Onyx 101 where it's like the basic ones that are probably the most utilized by, by a lot of us, including myself. And it's running the tracker, to track your roads or track your access using the shape files to mark out food plot locations or bedding areas or clear cuts or cutovers. Um, using the line app, once you've tracked an area and you're like, okay, that's going to be there for a while. I'm going to turn it into a line. So it's, I know that that's, that trail is there. Um, and, and then, you know, there's all kinds of other practical tools to use with, with the, the tracker feature for spraying invasives out of old field management areas or prairies or you know i'm looking at a big tracking deal where chad and i um was uh we were doing tsi and we ran the tracker so in part of a 24 acre tsi unit we've got blue blue line all over the areas we've already treated so we know what not to go back to we know the areas that we have to that we have remaining. And so it mm -hmm. just helps us stay organized in a, in a very unorganized world. Well, like, and it's just like every single other thing in life, whether that was, you know, when you first had to figure out how to use Excel to make yourself <laughs> more efficient at your job, or that first food plot you planted that barely came up and was pure garbage. Like, you know, it's no different with the hunt app six years ago mm -hmm. when I started using it, like, yeah, I was barely, using any of the actual features i was using it as a plat map just like everyone else but as i became more comfortable and more competent with the app after just playing with it you find these nuanced use cases that i, I don't know if the changing your life is maybe the right word but you know like 
uh, with the Excel analogy, once you figure out some shortcuts in Excel, I mean, that program will literally save you hundreds of hours over the course yeah. of a year. And I think that is 100% the same case with the Hunt app, that it is going to make you so much more efficient, help you save time, and in a lot of cases, money by simply utilizing the tools that are available to you within the app that are built to make you more successful. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I just, I keep going back to like proficiency. Uh, I'd like to kind of help define those who are out there working on the landscape. Adam, we, we've got quite a few contractors that we will commonly work and plug into clients and, you know, early on just trying to communicate to them what boundaries were, what to do, where to do it. Like with, with owners of the company, with um, the guys in the field, we can send them the exact outline of specifically what they need to do, where they need to go, put notes into those shape files and tell them specifically, um, Hey, here are the parameters at the end result, what we want to do. You know, I want, 30% 30% of the trees girdle spray, the larger diameter, you know, fell all cedars and um, fell the rest and treat the stumps of the remaining hardwoods. Something, you know, some, a note like that. And it's like, no question what, what they're going to do at the, so the end result is exactly what you're expecting it to be. And it's all within an app, all within a shape file, essentially that you can communicate that over to. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and um, so I have an uncle who actually owns that Iowa farm that I get to hunt and I'm going to be sending him home with a couple of these trail cameras behind me on my floor with (laughs) waypoints on where I would like them placed because I unfortunately will not get to Iowa before October, but he will. So uh, there you go. Use cases like that, putting uh, putting your family members to work. (laughs) I think I think even as far as putting your family, you say putting your family members to work, but putting your family members on notice as far as I think a feature that I was explaining to a client on a on a uh, kind of a breakdown after they they received the report we started talking about it they had answering all their questions and I said hey you know uh, so they were kind of like moving forward I know that we don't have tree stand locations in place and on, on all the spots that you laid out all the waypoints for tree stands or blind locations I said, no, but as you accumulate more tree stands and blinds, basically you're going to set at your truck when you get out there in the morning or in the, in midday, and you're going to open up the app and with all your hunting waypoints and stand locations that I provided, you're going to look at those. And because I've entered in the preferred wind for each stand, look for the ones that are green above it. And that's your stand options for that mm-hmm. next hunt. And they were like, I didn't know it did that. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta look at the upload, load the, uh, where you can see the waypoints and look at the wind directions. And it'll tell you whether it's, if it's red, then you can, you don't go to that stand, but if it's green, go to it. That's your, those are the stands you get to pick from. And he's like, that, Oh, that's incredible. That optimal wind feature has been such a big hit across the board. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Wind direction doesn't sound like a tricky thing, but so many people have a tough time grasping that it is speaking to the direction that it is coming from, not necessarily the direction it is blowing to. And so just like that, that visual 
is so valuable for so many people. And yeah, like you, I'm looking at my home property here where I probably have uh, 40 different tree stand icons that I've hung in over the last five years with all with optimal wind. And like, yeah, I mean, if I didn't have that optimal wind, it would be quite a task to, to look at that and decipher which tree stand would be a viable option. Um, which, you know, now it's just at a glance and you know, exactly, you know, your options that are solid sits for that day. No for doubt. Sure. And, and speaking of the, of the, of the wind and the weather, this is something that I just spent being in Turkey camp with you, Jared, that I learned more about the breakdown of the, of the actual weather features for your specific property. And I think this is a great time to, to note it. Um, when you, when you're looking at your farm and you're kind of trying to figure out, you know, what, what's the wind direction? What's the, you know, what's it going to look like for that afternoon's hunt or the next morning's hunt? This is a, probably the best weather feature or app that I've found. And it was right under my nose on the OnX app. Uh, I'd been using separate third party other apps in the past. And in the last couple of years, they became inaccurate. And uh, by specifically, when I opened up one thumbnail, it would say the wind was supposed to be this direction. But then when I opened up the, uh, the actual timeline, it was different than what it said. In the, and I'm like, oh, and so I was frustrated. And then you told me about this feature and I've started playing around with it. I'm like, holy cow, this is awesome. And the reason I think it's awesome is because of, you know, you get your normal weather stuff. Is it sunny? What the temperature is? What the high is? What the low is? But you also get barometric pressure, whether it's rising or falling. Um, you get to see when sunrise and sunset is. But then you can also go all the way down to the bottom and see that the uh, what moon phase it is. And you can look at the calendar and see when the moon is rising and falling. So you combine the moon rising and falling, the barometric pressure, the current weather forecast, and you've got everything you need as a, as a deer hunter to kind of make your predictions on where to go. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea by integrating that weather is, you know, rather than having to use two, three, four different apps in order to determine where your next hunt's going to be one-stop shop with, with Onyx there. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of weather stations across the United States that we're pulling from there. So more than likely, you know, the weather data that you're going to get for your farm is probably just a mere few miles away. Hmm. That is, is awesome. I used it the other day for looking specifically at rain chances in the next, you know, the extended forecast option and it not only gives you right the percentage that they're uh, a precipitation but it also is going to give you an estimated amount that you could receive too which is huge during the food plot planting time frame you know you could say or see 80 percent, but if it's for a tenth of an inch doesn't mean that much so you, that's all within the app though of being able to just go there a quick reference of your exact specific location it's like oh gosh i love this i love this more and the more and more i use it it's like I love it that much more. It's all right there. Well, and I, I think this is a good segue for me to talk about some of these new features that we got coming up uh, just to see if we can entice some more folks to click some new buttons that they've uh, never tapped on within the hunt app. And I think most, most useful for the folks on this podcast, you know, land managers and really whitetail focused people in general is some of these new aerial image options that we have cooking. Um, so obviously 
as you're looking at your map right now today, you have just our general base map options of satellite imagery, hybrid imagery, which is satellite with topo lines laid on top of it. And then, you know, the, the 24K topo that we offer. Um, but in addition to that, over the course of the next month, uh, we are going to be adding a bunch of really cool options, some of which are already live in mobile um, on both iOS and Android, some of which are only on web map currently and are going to be in mobile within the month of August, um, and some that will be coming to mobile uh, probably late August, early September. But the first one of those things is fully functional, entirely real 3D is now available on both Android and iOS. That just got released into iOS a couple weeks ago. Um, and then with that, I don't know if you guys have ever played with that 3D elevation exaggeration on web map, um, but that is currently in iOS. So if you are on an iPhone, uh, that just got rolled out last week in a split. So anytime we roll out a new feature, uh, we do it in a way that mitigates any uh, large scale negative bugs. And so, you know, we kick it out to 5% of users to, for it to be live. We make sure there's no bugs for a couple of days, then 10%, then 20%, so on and so forth. That way we can uh, adequately scale the release of a new feature while still maintaining uh, that quality assurance to make sure there's no bugs or technical difficulties. So 3D elevation exaggeration is going to be available in mobile here coming soon for Apple, uh, which man, that feature, I've been using it so much planning for my Kansas tag this year where you're just looking for a ditch or a swale or just a small piece of topography change that's not obvious on a topo map. Uh, that 3D elevation exaggeration just brings it to life. No doubt, that that's super cool. Uh, and like you said, it doesn't even have to be really steep topography for it to be a, a very useful tool and you don't have to be in the mountains to to exaggerate stuff it's that it's that detailed well and i think that's the beauty of it is it's built for like the non-mountains is mm -hmm. where you know you only have a 10 foot change but you can make that exaggeration make it look like a small mountain um which just gives you so much more perspective when you're there because as we all know, those critters know where all of those topo, you know, topographic breaks and land features are, and and they use them to death. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I I just uh, I just was playing around with it on my farm, and uh, I'm in the Ozark Mountains, so we're looking at two to four hundred foot elevation change depending on where you're at. And I just made my farm look like the Rockies, so it can get <laughs> saturated. Hey, anytime you can make it look like the Rockies, maybe that'll bring you down a temperature degree or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple other ones that we're working on on the aerial imagery side. So recent imagery, that is live uh, in iOS and on web. Um, and there's also a historic look back component to our recent imagery. And so what this is, is it is a mm. lower resolution uh, but high frequency aerial image. And so what that means is every two weeks, there is going to be a fresh aerial image across the country if you flip that recent imagery slider on. And then on top of that, you're able to look back until March of 2023 uh, with that historic image. So, um, and that's going to be categorized going forward indefinitely. So you'll have historic imagery 
for years going forward with that feature, which is just super awesome. If you, you know, did a timber stand improvement or you cleared out a new area for a food plot or, you know, maybe you're going on a, a Western hunt and you kind of want to see the progression of a snow line or something like that. Um, just a really easy way to look at the latest and greatest of aerial imagery at, again, a, a lower resolution zoom level, uh, but a great way to get the full picture of, of what is happening on the landscape in real time, essentially. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually learning some of the new features while we're doing this because I knew about the recent imagery, but I didn't realize I could dial it back. So on our farm, we just put in uh, a big food plot, four to five acre food plot, and I go back. Uh, this is what we did, actually. It was like, okay, we doze it out. And we're like, how big? We think it's about five acres, but you know, now we have the, the brand new image and uh, oh, Let's run the shape file all around it. And we have a, a satellite image from July 10th through the 24th, somewhere in there. We got a new image and we put a shape file on it and it actually says it's just under four acres. And the, okay, well, that's how much seed we need for that food plot. Money saving right there. Yep. Uh, another one that a lot of folks in your guys' neck of the woods and even further south below the Mason Dixon there and, uh, is leaf off imagery. I can't tell you how many mm -hmm. times I have fielded questions about leaf off imagery, and I'm finally stoked to tell you guys that it is coming. Um, it should be released into web map, uh, by the time this podcast is live. Um, and soon following that, it should be in mobile applications uh and this is really high quality high resolution imagery um that makes those leaves dissipate in currently a dozen states you know including mississippi tennessee arkansas west virginia pennsylvania new york um obviously i'm missing a few there but a number of states are getting leaf off imagery and we are going to continue to source more states of leaf off in batches um currently we just got these 12 done over the course of the last six months um got them up into the product and we will continue to add states to that leaf off imagery because i know for a lot of folks it is very vital to their scouting man yep i, I from a management side of things too i mean just the way you can break out units from you know evergreen to deciduous and make those plays long-term what you're doing. I mean, that's, that's a easy feature that I know we're going to utilize a lot. Yeah. Um, and the last aerial image update that we have here is maybe the most novel and the most interesting uh, we're calling it imagery on demand. So it is available to any customer. It is an additional purchase, but what imagery on demand is, is it is literally you choosing an area um it's it's about a three mile by three mile area roughly so a fairly small size but you are dictating when a satellite is going to take an image of your property with that image on demand so you know if you're looking at the map on on x and you're looking at your aerial imagery on our standard base map and you know maybe you did clear out a food plot or maybe you did some tinders timber stand improvements um and it's not showing up on that aerial imagery, 
Well, now you can order this custom satellite image that from the day you order it, an image is going to be taken within two weeks of that day and spit back to you. And that is going to be your personal image only living on your account. Um, that again, like you can order as many of them as you are interested in paying for, but uh, for a private property use case, you're probably only going to need to order one as that is going to cover your entire property unless you are very blessed and have a mega property. Um, but a super cool way to just get a very detailed, absolutely as up to date as you can possibly get image of your farm. That's incredible. Love it. So yeah, those are the new aerial updates. We're super stoked to bring them to life. Um, all of those things should be available to you guys at some point in the month of August, if they are not already. Um, and I, I can't emphasize enough how useful our web map is. So for those of you that have only used the Onyx Hunt app on your phone, I highly, highly encourage you to go to onyxmaps.com on your computer and open up the web viewer there. It just is such a such a larger screen experience that you can find more detail. It's a little bit more comfortable to just surf around and analyze your property. And then, you know, it's just a lot easier for us to implement new features into web map before the mobile apps. A, because we completely control that platform. There is no Apple, there is no Google to go through. Um, and we're just able to iterate a little bit faster due to web development being a little bit easier than mobile development. So um, if you're hearing about some of these features and you're not seeing them in your app, go to our web map. That's where all of the new features end up going first. And then they eventually make their way to the mobile apps after they make it to web map. I'm on web map all the time. Obviously we work doing desktop stuff and writing reports, but um man, it is up all the time. And, and just what you can do, what you can see, the detail that you can get into uh, zooming in and out and that level of detail of making those plans. I know everyone is truly working on within their own properties. Desktop is, Adam, I mean, I know you're the same way, but would you, what, what would you say use case is 50-50 timeframe, 60-40? Where very, to? Yeah, it's very close to the 50-50. And yeah. And I, I, you know, going back to a conversation we have with Jared in, in Turkey Camp, I thought it was humorous to me at how, uh, you know, when we're describing how much we use Onyx and how much we're on the desktop, um, using features that are in, in ways that I, I don't think we are like the normal consumer, it sounded like. But for us, it's just I'm on a desktop just as much as as an app and i mean i i don't know why more people aren't using it on desktop because it is just once you you know on the phone it's incredible but once you blow it up on your computer you're like oh my goodness where have mm -hmm. you been all my life yeah, yeah i mean i don't ever use my phone when i'm at home if i can use my computer i'm using it yep. um not to mention because I probably have other tabs up, uh, you know, like helping me with with my research, you know, like information or, uh, you know, may, maybe it's a, a report or a document that you guys wrote up for a client that would be super helpful to have on one tab and have web map on the other. That way you can quick flip back and forth and, you know, make make uh, the most of the time that you have to pitter patter around looking at maps. 
So, and then another, another expanded uh, use case of the app to make it larger is, is CarPlay and uh, Android auto, which Android mm-hmm. auto should be available any day now, but CarPlay has been live for a while with Apple. Um, and boy, is that a fun feature? Like, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it really. It seemed lackluster when we, when we released it, it was like, Oh, well now you just get the app on your LCD screen. But after being able to use it, it it's pretty game changing to have it up all the time. You're not constantly looking at your phone while you're driving. Um, and I, I can't tell you how often I have it up in, in my dash. You know, for me, the best way to describe it would be for anyone who's my age and and, and, and and 10 years older, if they grew up or have watched the TV show called Friends, when they go to London, Joey has his map and he sets his map out on the ground. He goes, I got to get in my map. And he steps and stands on the map so he can navigate through London. And uh, every time I hit CarPlay, I feel like uh, <laughs> Joey in London. I'm like, I got to get in my map so I can see it like through <laughs> virtually. That's what it reminds me of. I love it. And uh, I like the fact uh, that I can even follow that analogy in my head because I know the exact episode you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Um, Well, and the last, you know, the last uh, feature that I've kept under the sheets here until right now is, is our new trail camera integration, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of you folks are running trail cameras out there. And here at Onyx, you know, over the last two years, We've just been diving into a bunch of data through surveys we've done and through third-party information we can get our hands on. And trail camera and trail camera management is just such a cumbersome, disjointed experience that, you know, as I said, a couple of years ago is really when we embarked on this mission to bring to light a better trail camera experience. And so what I'm alluding to is, you know, if, if you're running a trail camera, more than likely you're running multiple trail cameras. And when you're running multiple trail cameras, more than likely you're running multiple brands. Um, and then you spin that into cell cameras. And if you're running multiple brands of cell cameras, then suddenly you have multiple apps in order to simply just receive photos. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you need some way to organize those photos. And many of those app providers, you know, they're not putting a whole lot of emphasis into their app. They're kind of making a minimum viable product in order for you to get that notification, see your cell camera images and, you know, wait till the next one. Um, And so we just saw a gap in, you know, the ability to organize and analyze photos all on top of just the cumbersome, just disjointed experience of having to use multiple apps to receive photos probably a spreadsheet or, you know, your your notes on your phone or something otherwise to analyze and keep track of that data, um, you know, on top of, you know, wherever you're storing those photos. So what we are working on with trail camera integration, currently what is built is simply the foundation, if you will, the the cement to the house. And so currently, as it stands right now, it is live on web today. By the time this podcast goes out, it should be live on iOS. And by middle of August, it should be live on Android. Um, But essentially, it is a similar to a waypoint, but it is a tool that is going to keep track of historic locations, 
be able to onload thousands of photos to that particular icon. Um, and then as we continue to build this, you know, we have an analysis tool that we have built in the back end that is going to help save you time on sorting through photos to identify buck, doe, bear, coyote, turkey. Um, and then on top of that, we will be building uh, an organization system that you are going to be able to customize to make work for you with folders, custom tags. Um, that way you can folder by property, you can folder by camera, um, which that is the really cool part is we have a few initial launch partners in Bushnell, Covert, and Exodus that you will be able to receive those cellular images from those three companies right to your Onyx Hunt app to the trail camera icon that represents that exact camera in the field with its location. So all of your photos will start to be housed under that camera in an organized fashion with the ability for you to further organize with tags and photos. Um, that way, you know, you're receiving images on your hunt app, the same place that you're analyzing and strategizing, you know, your tree stand locations, your trail camera locations, your hunt plans, um, and then even further future state will be the analysis tools that we're going to build, which will help pull in, um, you know, the data that is going to help you make informed decisions on where to hunt and when. And so uh, to bring some light to that, let's say, for instance, you were interested in harvesting a doe. Um, so there would be a filter capability that you could say, okay, show me the cameras that have had the most daylight doe activity over the course of the last week. And um, within your hunt app, we'd spit out an analysis and tell you, okay, your self food plot six of the last seven days has had an evening daytime doe photo. Whereas on your North pinch point, you know, only two of the last five days have had a daylight doe photo um, or, you know, further, wow. further use case, your target buck, Steve, that you have 60 photos of, uh, you want to know some of the uh, correlated and consistent conditions that you are getting daylight photos of that buck. So of your 60 photos of Steve, maybe 22 are in the daylight. And of those 22, 13 were on a Northeast wind on one particular camera with a rising barometric pressure on every single one of those photos. Okay, you can go back and start to analyze, all right, if he's on a northeast wind on this camera consistently, he's likely betting, you know, an X, Y, or Z location on my farm just to help you be, again, more efficient with the precious days that you have to spend in the field. Um, because, you know, we'd all like to hunt 75 days a year, but unfortunately, it's about a tenth of that that most of us get to spend in the tree and in the field the way we want to. So it is our goal at Onyx to help you be as efficient with those days as possible. Wow. That's, That's insane, incredible. man. Yeah. You just, I, you just, you tried to create a woodsman layer. Uh, you know, you mm. say woodsmanship, what is woodsmanship? Well, you can define it in a lot of ways, but that's like a, adding a woodsmanship feature um, for a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And it just makes so much sense to, everything else is stored within the app from the layout, the food plot, the stand locations, your entrance, your exit. Um, why would you not have all of the actual game that you're pursuing and all that information, frequency, everything in relation to right where you're hunting at? Why would you not have it within the exact same app? It's just, it's, 
brilliant brilliant i like it <laughs> well appreciate the the pillow fluff in there boys yeah i can't uh, <laughs> i can't wait for it to come to fruition and um you know it, it's going to be one of those things that is probably going to be a pretty sticky feature when you're getting photos coming in there and just using the app constantly to analyze the deer on your property and that's again where this kind of stems from is you know there's other applications out there that analyze things based on you know whether it's insurance data on car collisions to determine a peak rut in any given area or anecdotal weather data that adds up to being a great day in your area for your tree stand and kind of the cool part of what we're building here is we are analyzing the deer movement on your property with deer that you get to hunt um and so it really brings it to a personal level uh and that's what i'm most excited about it for is you know we are not just broadcasting far and wide and, and hoping to cast a wide net and catch all the fish in the sea with it. We are trying to help you understand your deer on your property more intimately. That way, uh, hopefully at the end of the day, you get within gun or bow range of them. Mm -hmm. When when you get all this information within those, let's just say the, the, the waypoints, right? within the trail camera feature is that waypoint that they're being stored in. You said, you know, a thousand photos, is that point still shareable? So like you can exchange that information with someone else who might be hunting that specific location as well. Oh, I knew you guys were going to ask that. So that is absolutely a consideration that we have uh, taken into account. It is currently in its state today and realistically in its state in 2023, it will not be shareable but it okay. is 100% something that we are working towards and on the roadmap because again, as, as whitetail hunters, so many of us, the, the core of it comes down to camaraderie and enjoying mm -hmm. a deer camp, you know, whether that's with friends, family, whoever it may be. Uh, and so we know how important that sharing component is. So uh, it's going to be difficult. In fact, we, uh, we've actually seen some users upload over 7,000 photos um, to an individual trail camera icon already. So like, as you can imagine, making that shareable in a seamless manner is a bit of a challenge, but we'll mm -hmm. get there. Perfect. Perfect. Man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about what all, what all's coming. Um, I just, I just continue to see especially Adam for our clients, just the uses of um, the ways that we can integrate Onyx into the reports and to the management plans that we produce. That's, that's that much more useful um, to delivering that information that we, that we, we want to right from a, from a land management or herd management side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the last thing I'll leave you guys with is uh, just, you know, awareness of our elite membership. And so like what elite, you know, what elite used to stand for is all 50 states. But anymore today, you know, we are continuing to add so much value to the elite product as far as uh, deep discounts on a bunch of brands that we use and trust, whether that's, you know, trail cameras, tree stands, uh, tree saddles, optics boots, uh, packs, all that stuff. As an Onyx Hunt Elite member, you're going to get deep discounts too. Um, and on top of that, uh, there's free educational courses within there. So, uh, you know, if you're headed out on your first elk hunt, we have the Elk Collective course to help you 
get education and be more confident on a hunt that you've maybe never done before. Um, if you, if you bought a dog and you want to make a retriever out of them, retriever roadmap is on there to help you walk through training that dog to be what it, what you want it to be when it's three, four, five years old in the timber fetching ducks for you. Um, and so the value out of elite, uh, we are just trying to make it such a no brainer that it's the easiest hundred dollars that you spend in, uh, in the hunting realm. Um, you know, I mean, for a tank of gas, you could, you could get the Onyx hunt app plus all these ancillary benefits that, uh, will help you just spend more valuable time in the field. Mm, totally. Yeah. And, and it, train X feature, we haven't even mentioned it, but it's one of my favorite features of the whole app. So, um, that's that kind of going into the elite elite tools. Um, totally. you go, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about the elite tools that are on there? Yeah. And so that, that is another thing. And it's a lot of web map based, uh, is particularly terrain X. So we are creating, um, more of a, a differentiation between what a single state premium product user is going to get versus what the elite member is going to get. So, uh, like that trail camera analysis that I talked about, that's only going to be available for elite members. Um, you know, the, the leaf off imagery also only going to be available for elite members. Uh, and like terrain X, what Adam just mentioned that lives within Onyx labs, which is essentially a, a beta testing playground that we are continuing to iterate on, um, within web map that allows you to really analyze terrain, unlike ever before from a computer, as far as being able to select specific slope angles, slope aspect, slope degrees of steepness, uh, to really find that exact uh, recipe that you're looking for, whether that's, you know, a particular elevation band that white oaks are producing a ton of mast on, or maybe it's just simply helping you highlight all the south facing slopes on your property, to improve for bedding um, on future on future TSI projects, or uh, you know, th there's an endless amount of use cases for any individual, whether that's in the whitetail woods or going west. Um, we're building these tools in order for you guys to use and abuse them, and give us feedback within that Onyx Labs tab under Web Map, uh, because we want to make these things as useful as possible. And I can't tell you how closely we listen to the feedback that our consumers give us um, because so many of these features are developed based on feedback that we've gotten whether that's from our close partners like like Matt and Adam here or you guys listening when you guys write in uh, we take all that feedback so very seriously and we try to implement it as quickly um, and as widely as possible, because if you guys want it, we want to give it to you. So, uh, that is something I'll also leave you with is always send feedback, whether that's to help at onxmaps.com, dropping a comment in an Instagram post, uh, wh whatever avenue you are willing to give us feedback, we want it all. I think, I think honestly, all these continued updates and what you guys are doing, the technology that's being pulled in, I got really shows that like, yeah, you guys take the, that feedback serious. Cause um, man, we've had a lot of conversations about, about different aspects, cool things in the future. It's like, 
I'm, they're taken to heart. And, and with the amount of new integrations, it's like some, this was someone's brainchild at some point and you're, y'all are doing it. You're executing on it. We try, we try buddy. <laughs> um, Adam, any, any other thoughts on, on, on X? No, I think we covered up? it. I mean, we, there's so much to unpack. I think my encouragement to everyone is just as you're listening to this podcast, go back, re-listen to it and play with the phone, play with the app while you're, while you're listening to learn all these features, because we're not just telling you that uh, blowing, blowing smoke. Like these are crucial for us and our success on our farms. And as we work, and I know that our, our listeners can benefit from it if they learn these tools. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what I've always told people is, you know, when you're sitting on the couch watching a a movie, a Hallmark movie that your wife turned on or uh, something else that you're not overly interested in, pull out your hunt app and just start punching buttons. Uh, You know, like you can't break it. Um, And also, you know, my email is Jared, J-A-R-E-D period Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N at onxmaps, O-N-X-M-A-P-S.com. Shoot me an email. I am more than happy to correspond with you one-on-one if you got questions on the app or feedback that you'd like to see implemented into the app. Uh, again, that is uh, that is the way we make our living. So use it and abuse it, folks. Well, Jared, I appreciate your time. I, I think this is going to be very well received and um, appreciate all that you guys are doing out there. Um, man, best wishes this season. It sounds like Kansas. Are you doing Iowa? Oh man, I got I got Alaska, Montana. I'll do Wisconsin, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri. Jeez, yeah, we'll, we'll make a little run at them. <laughs> man, that's awesome. You better you better keep us uh, keep us posted on some of that success because I know you're going to get into them. That's going to be fun, man. Well, I appreciate you boys having me on, and as always, greatly appreciate your partnership and friendship and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to share camp, my friends. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you here next week.